I'm Coach Seb, and this is Running New Mexico. All right, joining me today, I have Dal Jenkins. He is the owner, founder of Ardor Elite Training Academy. He's an assistant coach at Hope Christian Academy. He's been at a couple, uh, at least one other school um, and just a wealth of knowledge, actually. So thanks for joining me today. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. Awesome. I'm excited, too. It's been a we've had this in the works for a little while, so I'm glad we've uh, yeah. able to make this work. Yeah, me too. Me too. So and my first question is, how did you get into running? Well, um, it was pretty straightforward. Um, I, uh, you know, I've always done two, three sports. Um, went back a long time ago uh, <laughs> when I was in uh, high school. You know, I typically played football, played basketball, and most of the time I ran track. When I was younger, I ran, uh, I did play baseball. Um, and then uh, my eyes changed and uh, <laughs> um I couldn't see the ball until it got really close. And those guys were throwing really fast. So my inability to see, and I was too vain to really wear glasses. Um, and uh, I uh, I left baseball and my football coach and my dad, uh, who was really like my main all-time coach and my uncle, said, well, you really need to be running track all the time anyway. And I said, okay. So I did that. Um, you know, and it was old time school where, you know, after every season, you know, after football, the football coach would set us down and say, okay, uh, what are you going to do next? And, uh, um, I'd say, well, I'm play basketball, you know, and then we get, and then right after basketball, he called a football coach, call us back in and say, uh, okay, so what are we doing in the spring? And I said, well, you know, I think I'm going to take this one off. And he says, no, I didn't ask you that. I said, what are we doing? And I was like, well, I was thinking about taking it off. You know, my dad be working. He goes, I asked you which sport you're doing. And so I said, okay, I guess I'm doing track. And so that's what started the journey. Um, the interesting part was, that, you know, I was a typical football guy, 100, 200. Um, and also, as most uh, football guys, I tightened up as I ran and my stride, my shoulders would just tighten up. And so my coach, track coach's uh, way of dealing with that was to say, you know, let's see if you can tighten up over 400. And after a while, he put me in the 400 to see if I could I would tighten up with that. And uh, uh, man, that was the toughest race <laughs> I could ever imagine. And uh, but somewhere along the way, I got challenged by another athlete. Um, you know, uh, the, you know, I'll just say it, you know, black people didn't run the 400 is what they used to say. Uh, we, and uh, um, they said that to me and me being me, I took that as a challenge and uh, I took it all the way. I did not win the state championship in Colorado, but I I sure went at him, boy. I wanted him bad and just barely missed him. And so in that process, I fell in love with the 400, which is kind of scary, but true. <laughs> that is crazy. I mean, I, I you've been coaching for a while. I, I know you're 
you know, even a little bit older than me and, and stuff. And we don't have to get into age, but it's just, it's crazy that that's even something that, you know, that was just said. And that's, that was just normal, you know, like people would just say yeah. things like that. It, you know, the world has changed so drastically. Um, we don't, you know, when I was playing football, um, I had a dream to be a quarterback. And, uh, you know, that it was still a debate, you know, back then of were black athletes because we handled the stress. Were we smart enough? That kind of thing. But the world has changed so substantially. You know, my oldest son and my youngest son were both quarterbacks in high school. And and uh, uh, looks like my youngest son, his scholarship is going to take him on the defensive side. But he was one of the top quarterbacks in the state here, uh, you know, at Hope Christian. So um, it. It, the world is it's completely changed, you know, and so but yeah, those things are around, you know, the problem is we often look at that and say, well, you know, that's horrible that it happened to you. Um, I'm one of those weirdos that thrive in a negative environment, you know, <laughs> tell me something you you, you can't do that. You, you're not you can't. And I, I'd be like, really? OK, I'll show you, dude. You're not bring it. You know, um, that's that that helped me more than it hurt me by far. Uh, and I'm, it, it sounds weird and crazy in this modern world where we're so politically correct. But that dude helped me. You know, he wanted to hurt me, but he helped me. I used him as fuel and I took his negative comments and I burned that and that burned in my heart and created a desire that I don't know if I could have created without him. So. You know, uh, two of the, the most uh, people that changed my life the most were that young gentleman and then a football coach, uh, you know, in high school as well, telling me I would never amount to anything. Uh, both of those things drove me far beyond anything I could have ever created on my own. So I'll take it. I mean, that's 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 great that it helped you. And I think that is definitely a skill that a lot of people don't have is to take that that challenge that i that adversity and 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 take it as a challenge take it like okay you're saying this so i'm going to prove you wrong i know i can do that like that's that that takes something in, inside of you to really uh you know go out there and, and use that as fuel yeah well you know that's how i was raised and i wish um I, it's sad that I see less of that these days. And you're absolutely right. A lot of uh, young folks are really impacted by what someone says to them. Um, and that's a huge thing. As a matter of fact, I was just talking with one of my athletes before we were able to put this all together about that very thing. And that um, the important part of what I do is, yeah, I coach. Yeah, I train athletes. I'm great at building speed and run form and all that. But uh, the biggest, most important part is usually I build the person too. And I, 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 I cannot underestimate the value of that, um, being able to encourage uh, young people because they don't have a lot of that. Um, you know, I had family and, you know, friends that would do that. Um, but the way society is now and, and the world, it, they don't get a lot of uh, positive reinforcement. They seem like they do, but even their friends, just in kidding around, really tear down each other more than they build them up. And it's kind of, it's, it's sad. So it's definitely something that uh, we need more of uh, in this world is the encouragement side. Lord knows they got too much negative um, uh, to deal with. 
Absolutely. I think that's what I love talking with, with other coaches because most are kind of on that page of just, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm here to make a better athlete. I'm here to make, you know, a, a good team. I'm here to aim for these goals, but ultimately my goal is to make a, a good person. And we can do that through sports by, you know, encouragement, by showing them the positives, by showing them like, look, you can get through this hard thing and that can translate to other parts of your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. That is the way to look at it. And it does. And it translates. Sports is so far beyond just playing a game, you know, right. participating in this. Um, uh, it's sad that a lot of the academics look down on this, but I mean, the value of sports, you can't even put a, a, a level or a tag on it. Um, you know, I went far into my post-secondary, uh, uh education and, uh, heck I wouldn't even have gone to college had it not been for football for my case. Uh, but you know, the sports just crucial, crucial. I, I agree. And so, you know, let's, let's back up on that a little bit. You, uh, you, you talked about getting to college. So you obviously didn't go for, uh, for track necessarily. You talked about uh, playing football. Uh, where did you play and uh, what position did you play? Yeah. So I had, you know, coming out of high school, I had, I had offers for track. I had one for basketball, way too short. They really <laughs> wanted to half, half me on basketball and half football is what they wanted, but ah. <laughs> I, was, I was pretty good at football. Um, um, did really well, you know? Um, and so I was recruited by a lot of places. Um, I chose uh, Colorado state university. Um, I was recruited initially as a running back Um I really didn't fit their model. You know, nowadays you can go on and see what offense, defensive team runs. Back then you just didn't know. Right. Um, you know, there was no internet. So, um, you know, they recruited me as a running back. And in high school, I kind of had some meanness to me. So uh, I played fullback and linebacker. And I was also <laughs> on both of those for two years. So they thought they were getting this 230-pound uh, fullback that led the state in fourth down conversions, third down conversions, scoring inside the 10, and then, you know, all this stuff, and then led the state in tackles. And here I show up some uh, 100, I think I went in there about 175 pounds, uh, uh, so wet, 5'9", uh, little speedster that shouldn't have been playing fullback. I should have been playing tailback. Uh, and I shouldn't have been a linebacker. I should have been a defensive back. <laughs> they were old school, uh, uh, under center, single back, more like the pro set we're used to where the quarterback drops back and there's one back back there. Right. I was okay running, but uh, blocking them 300-pound guys, I mean, you know, that's just leverage and mechanics and, you know, uh, those kind of things. There's only so much I could do. Yeah. So um, after a while, I moved to defense. And um, by my choosing, you know, uh, uh, I realized my body wouldn't last much in that that position either. One of those linemen, I was going through the line once, he just reached over and picked me up by my shoulder pads in the chest, 
literally threw me over his head to the other side and didn't even take his other hand off the offensive lineman that was trying to block him. And, uh, I thought, you know what? I don't think I can handle this much longer. So, uh, I moved to defense. I played corner. Uh, I had to learn that spot. And, you know, that's one of those life lessons. That's probably one of the best life lessons there that I've ever had, too. Um, you know, when I made the transition, I went and talked to the defensive coach first. Um, and, you know, I was lucky. I was a freshman. I was playing special teams and those kinds of things. Um, and I said, hey, uh, you know, so what do I have to do to move to defense? And the coach was pretty straightforward. He says, you know, the only place I can use your little butt is uh, at the uh, corner. So uh, I'm like, that's the only place I haven't played, you know. And he says, well, that's where I can use it. You got to learn your backpedaling and this, that, and all that stuff. And so he'd give me a couple of drills. He'd say, yeah, well, you're going to have to work on this after practice because you're still a running back. Right. And uh, I remember I called my dad, and I was whining to him on the phone. And, Dad, I'm ninth on the depth chart and this and that. And they've got, I've got to learn this new position if I want to play and blah, blah, blah. And my dad didn't say a word until after I all whined myself out. And he says, you know, uh, you done whining, boy? I was like, yes, sir. And he says, let me tell you something. If I've ever taught you anything in this world is how to work. And I'll tell you one thing, and I'm only going to tell you this once. There's no man alive that can ever outwork a Jenkins when he sets his mind to it. So get to work. And he hung up on me. Uh, I, uh, you know, we had the corded phone back then. So I had to go back in the room. I was in the hallway talking, hung up the phone and uh, I walked over and picked up my cleats. And my roommate said, what are you doing, Jenkins? Good Lord, it's nine o'clock at night. I said, man, I got some work I got to do. And uh, went out and, and just started working those drills in the dark, you know, um, you know. I did have to work. He worked me hard. He worked me hard to make sure I went to college. He worked me hard to make sure I knew how to work. And he was right. And so that's exactly what I did. Um, and that's how we approached it. Um, and so I eventually earned that spot and, and worked my way through and, you know, uh, Colorado State. And then I transferred down to New Mexico and uh, did a little bit more football. And then, uh, you know, my father was uh, killed in a car accident and that took away my my last year. I, I just didn't have the love for it anymore. And yeah. so that was the end of my playing years. That's, uh, I mean, one, just a, a fascinating story. Just, I mean, what it what it takes and, and the fact that you work with, you know, so many kids who are trying to get to that next level and going to college and you know, you've been through it and you have that experience of like, oh, I, I was there and I, yeah. and it didn't work out. So I had to try this to make it work the way I wanted. Um, and, and, you know, obviously with, with your father and that, that's, I, I, <laughs> I understand, I understand what that's, what that's like. I, I, I lost my grandfather who, who wasn't really into me in my running life, but he was very much a part of my life, you know, in my college careers. And, um, when once he was gone everything just kind of became that much harder it was harder to just kind of have that you same know, passion for everything yeah absolutely sometimes 
it, it's not all directly con connected, you know. Right. Uh, we receive joy from certain things, and then uh, uh, when that changes, it, it changes, you know, who we are. Now, you know, ultimately, you know, that those painful periods like that um, come and, you know, they change us. But uh, looking back now, you know, gosh, how many years that is now? Heading towards, uh, uh, God, that's scary. Not quite 40, but heading that way. Um, you know, I that made a change for the better. Um, it I needed to grow up and uh, not, you know, so much just with the sports, but in life and uh, realize the whole world wasn't about me, you know. And, um, you know, I, 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 I loved it that, you know, newspaper, I was in the newspaper every week and this and that. And I'd walk into the, you know, the, the little shops and stuff and everybody knew me, you know, um, the, that was great, but, uh, there are way more important things in life. Um, and, and, you know, you start realizing those things and, and living for those and, and it helps change you, make you a better, stronger person, you know? Absolutely. And, and again, it's, um, you know, having that perspective and being able to, you know, having this influence over, over these, these young kids who, you know, are trying to get, get better and, and have these goals and, and being able to, to help keep them in perspective of that is, um, you know, again, just another part of that coaching. <laughs> responsibility yes, that that i know you take so uh um such a joy in <laughs> yeah uh, you know we all do what well, there, well, there's no other reason to do it unless you love the kids and love helping them right i mean god knows it ain't the money you know <laughs> <laughs> even when i do get paid or did get paid my <laughs> wife used to call that my gas reimbursement program you know uh uh you do it for the kids i mean it's either there or it isn't, I think. Uh, right. You, you you know this as well as I you you, and you just pour into them. Um, it it there are things that a coach can do and encourage that a teacher uh, may or a parent may not be able to do. Um, it just depends on the child and the situation and things. Um, but man, yeah, coaching is powerful. It is powerful. Um, um, just the ways you can help and change and influence things. It's incredible. Absolutely. It's um, actually <laughs> reminds me of a, of a coach I worked with. Um, we had a kid and his, his mom would tell this story and uh, she was actually an assistant coach too, but she, she would tell her kid, she'd tell her son, like, Hey, I think you need, cause he would go cross country and do track. And she would tell him, I think you need to do swimming to help you with, with that cardio and help you kind of learn your body a little bit more and get you ready. It's like, no, no, I don't, I don't want to do swimming. That's no, the head coach at the time mentions it once he goes home, mom, you know, the coach was saying I should, I should do this and it might really help my cardio and help me. And she, she was happy <laughs> at the same time. About ready to smack him. <laughs> yep. I mean, any coach with kids will know that, Oh my gosh, your child, you know, I, I think it's good for parents to realize you, 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 they're not going to listen to you. My, my, you know, my kids don't listen to me. You know, I've got four <laughs> sons. Uh, three of the four have been on uh, 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 
you know, full rides pretty much in, in college. And uh, the fourth one, well, the third one in line, but uh, he didn't realize he was a swimmer, despite his <laughs> mother and myself telling him, you're a swimmer, dude. You need to be swimming. Why don't you try swimming? Why don't you try? He finally tries it like his junior year and makes the team in his senior year. He's on varsity swimming in state. And I'm like, he just had just a little bit more time. He would have been off on that scholarship, too. And even now, the swimming is an integral part of his life. He's a manager of uh, the Rio, you know, one of the assistant managers at Rio Rancho Pools while he's finishing his school. Wow. Uh, but, you know, it, it it's amazing. They won't, they will not listen to you, you know? And, uh, I, I, I've got, I gave up after the first one. He listened to me probably the best of all of them. The rest, not a one lick. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I'd be talking to other coaches. Will you please tell him? Yeah, they'd be like, you know, you need to tell him that I'm like, no, you tell him because he ain't gonna listen to me. And that always works. They'll come back like it's some new found information, like they've discovered the Holy Grail or something. Oh, coach said I need to do it. And I'll be like, what? I've been telling you that for five years. <laughs> you know what? Go with it. So <laughs> that is so true. But I think that's just the family dynamic. You know, it uh, they don't. Uh, they, they don't think parents know anything. It's amazing. So the coach does have to fill in. And sometimes we have to fill in on stuff that we don't we don't really know the whole deal. But it you got to tell them because, you know, I can't tell you how many times I'm like, hey, boy, I heard that word come out your mouth to your mama. Don't let me hear that again. Today, right. let's get on the line. Let's go. We got to we got some work to do. And, you know, you, <laughs> I just heard a snippet and then a dad or something to come back. say, yeah, he I was going to kill him. But you got to him first, and I see what you did to him. So I'll, I'll take that, Coach. Thank you. And I'm like, hey, well, it was enough for me, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> – well, that's, you know, that's the other aspect. You've been able to kind of work with your kids a bit too and, and that dynamic that you just touched on. It's so you – know, I love talking to – I mean, talking to coaches. Talk, I mean, everybody I've talked to has, has wonderful stories, but – Obviously, it's the ones that I can connect to a little bit more that affect me. And, you know, I've got my daughter running, you know, with me. I'm her coach over at Sandy. And, yes. you know, it is, uh, you know, that that coach parent dynamic sometimes is, you know, you don't you don't want to be they're your kid. You know, they should set the yep. example. But at the same time, you don't want to, like, point them out to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> You, you can't hardly win with that whole thing. If oh. you point them out, you're wrong. If you don't point them out, you're wrong, you know? Right. <laughs> you know, I've been lucky to coach. I've coached all of them in something, you know, because, you know, went back to the club track days. You know, I was uh, one of the founding members of Cougar Track Club way back in the day. And uh, uh, so all of them, you know, I coach with at that level, some in Yaffle and, you know, three in high school, especially for track. Um, you know, um, I really extensively coached them. Uh, but, man, you can't, you know, it's it, I don't know how you find the right way on that thing, you know. <laughs> You know, you if you, you know, uh, you know, my youngest, James, you know, it, most coaches would in his football coach does it all the time. Now, look at how James does that. that. That's perfect right there. You need to do it like that. 
Lord, help me if I would say something like that to him in track. I couldn't even get him to demo a skip. I'm like, hey, you want this damn near 60 year old man to show an a skip or can I get you to do it? Because you've been doing it since you were three. But, you know, um, uh, he do. He like that. Don't he give me that look like, please do not look, pull, pull me out. Don't don't point me out. And I'm like, OK, all right. So here's the old man trying to now imagine me doing this like this and I'm young and then fit like you. <laughs> so, yeah, there's no win on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's a hard balance, but man, it, it you know, there's something, you know, I, I before my kid got there, you know, I, I talked with the parents, you know, about mm-hmm. between cross country and track felt like I was probably seeing them more than the parents half the time. And, you know, yeah. now being able to have my daughter there and, and getting that time and not, not that I'm, you know, spending one-on-one time with her, but just in that being able to see what she's doing and have that space. It's, um, you know, it's just, it's a blessing. Yeah, it is. You know, um, I hate, I almost hate to say this out loud. I wish some parents would get a little more involved. There's always those that we wished weren't involved <laughs> that we wish would stay out. But uh, uh, even encouraging on the backside. I mean, I think yeah. sometimes parents don't know what they can and can't do, um, you know, but, you know, hey, that 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 Sunday run that they got to go do on by themselves. And if you're a runner, go do that run with them, you yeah. know. Um, even if you're not a runner, get on your bike and go ride with, you know, there's so much you can do just to encourage. You don't have to add to what the coach is doing or re-coach or co-coach or whatever. Uh, but just, just that encouragement. Um, I think we forget how, you know, and, and, and actually it took my youngest to say it this way. He goes, sometimes dad, I need a dad and not a coach. And uh, man, yeah. that hurt me at first because I've coached kids, you know, for God, 30 some years. And so but he was right. And I needed to be a father. And uh, my dad was wonderful at that. He was really good. He never officially coached me. And there were times I didn't get any coaching except for him. Uh, uh, and he was really good at that. But there were times he knew how to just be a dad and let me go through my process. Sometimes hurting and, 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 and struggling for something is part of your process that you need to get. Right. And so, uh, you know, I remember, I think it was after my sophomore year of high school, I thought, I'm never going back uh, un, untrained. I'm going to walk in there ready to go when the season comes, you know, for football. Right. And, uh, you know, so I started running and uh, we, we had moved to the country. And uh, it's a suburb of Denver now, but we were right on the edge of town. So we had a pretty good land. So I got out on those. Uh, it was weeds at first. <laughs> I, I ran on these just a 20 acre lot of weeds and I'd be running around that thing and my asthma and allergies would just flare up. And I'd fall through the door and wheezing and coughing and laying on there. And there was some tile there and I, it felt cool, you know, in the summer. <laughs> and my dad would walk by, look over, and, you know, Rocky was popular back then. And he'd look over and he'd go, it's hard now. And then take, walk, keep right on going, you know. <laughs> and a few weeks later, I'd be there and I'd be sitting there, sipping some water, you know, not wheezing and coughing as bad. And he goes, oh, getting stronger, you know. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, 
And, uh, you know, I remember I worked up to where I was running five miles, you know, a day, which was a lot for a football sprinter guy. I was going to um, say. <laughs> that's nothing for you guys. I did love running on dirt roads. That was fun. But uh, uh, I got up to that point and he would uh, I put my gear in the car and take off running, see how far I could get before he picked me up. And we had five miles. That was always my goal. Five miles from us to the freeway. And uh, I made it. And I was standing there waiting for him. And he goes, now you're ready to fly, boy. You're ready to fly. Fly high. And uh, that I'll never forget because that was just those ain't even a full sentence over, you know, a couple of months. But that motivated the heck out of me into, you know, to pushing myself. And, man, I've carried that my whole life, you know. And so I think parents have to realize that you can do so much with a simple positive word, uh, uh, an acknowledgement at the right time, uh, it will do incredible things for you. You just have to, you know, accept that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, go ahead and do that. And that's the that's the challenge. It, it, it doesn't take you coaching them and, hey, you know, your coach is an idiot. No, it's just, <laughs> hey, that encouraging word here and there fills in gaps like you would not believe. So, yeah. Yeah, I, and I was going to say, you know, it's so easy for every, I mean, coaches, parents, teachers, I mean, all down the line to over explain and over talk. And well, yeah, you're, you're tired now. It's going to get easier. You just, you wait. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, just that, just that simple. Yeah, it's hard, you know, yeah. can, can be enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and you want to foster that in your young athlete. Because everybody, you you got to know whether you're coach, parent, teacher, you got to know you ain't going to be the only, the only one that's ever going to have that contact. Right. So, hey, get them ready. Set their mind. Set their mind for that. Their mindset should be such as, hey, you know, it's, it's challenge. This, this is hard. You know, when the new kid walks in the gym, I, you know, we'll look, their parents are all excited and you're going to get Johnny faster and this and that. <laughs> and I look at Johnny and and I know I lose clients on this, but I, I, I'm here to to do what I can do, not just coddle somebody and make money off of them. I, I, the money, I don't care. <laughs> That's my wife. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I'm here to develop those that want it. You got to want this thing. You whatever it is that you you gotta want it, and I'll lean over and and, and whisper in the kid's ear. I was like, you know, I'm gonna work the hell out of you, right? <laughs> and they 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 some look at me, and 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 you I can see the fear. I'm like, I will not see that child again. But I love it when that I, I that look back to me. They're scared as hell, but they know they're not gonna quit. And there's nothing I could do. And yeah, I work folks hard. I really do. I can't <laughs> deny that. But it, 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 uh, uh, I just love that little. I see it's usually just a small flame at the beginning of I can do this. I don't care what this man says. I want this that bad because that's what I'm looking for. And the next thing is, you know, okay. When they're in there working, my first thing out of my mouth is, okay, what do we want to do with this? And nine times out of 10, that's that kid that says, I want to do this in college. I know I can't even make the JTV squad, but I want to try and do this in college right, you know, when I get done. Yeah. Um, I already saw that flame. I already saw that little pilot light in there 
And so I'm like, okay, dude, let's do it. Let's do it, man. And that, that God, that's what it's about, you know, because if they're willing to work, woof, you can't hardly stop that person. You they, cannot stop them. Absolutely. That is, you know, there's so many things that a coach can teach and there's so many things that a coach can help instill in their athletes and their kids. But man, that fire has to come from, from that kid. Yeah. I mean, heck that's, that's the whole basis of my training facility. You know, when we were trying to think of the the name, you know, I created this little symbol. I like martial arts and things <laughs> my previous endeavors. Uh, um, I created the little Japanese symbol with uh, on fire uh, um, and, and I said, I said to my wife, you know, it was like, yeah, I just call it Dell's gym or coach Jenkins gym or whatever. That's what everybody calls. And my wife's like, God, I hate when people name stuff after themselves. She goes, why don't you call it ardor? I said, why ardor? She goes, because that is passion. That is fire. If they don't have that, there's nothing you can do with those kids that you know it. And I was like, woo, that's <laughs> That is powerful. And so that's why we chose Ardor Elite Training Academy. If you come in with that fire, that passion for something, you, we'll take care of the rest. You just got to have that. But if you don't have that, I really don't know what I can do for you. You know, now some people have to develop some of that as they go, and that's fine. But yeah. there's some use even in those. There's something down deep that tells them I, I, I'm supposed to be doing something more. I, there's something more in there you know, and they're looking for that. And those develop just as well, you know? So, but yeah, that's what it is. If you ain't got that, I don't know, but there's always something burning in there simmering. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, let's, you, you, you touched a little bit about it. You touched, you know, on, on getting started in the name, which is fantastic. I love it. <laughs> you know, but you, you talked about, you know, Cougar Track Club before and, you know, if someone goes on your, your LinkedIn account, you know, you got biology, political science, <laughs> law degree. How did you get from, from, I mean, I can see the leap from biology to the coaching, but <laughs> how, how'd you go, go from biology to political science and, and law to, to this route? Like how, bridge that gap <laughs> for me. <laughs> um, I'm kind of a knucklehead, you know, I call <laughs> my kids knuckleheads all the time. I'm a knucklehead. Uh, when I first started school, I was chasing the dollar, you know, I had grown up kind of poor. And so uh, I, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a doctor. And really, I really have the degree. Well, I can't say I had to have the degree. I had the degree minus one class, <laughs> organic chemistry. I could not get past organic. I took everything else and would have graduated with a biology degree if I could have got through organic chemistry. I tried it three times. And I would sit in there and it was like a foreign language to me. <laughs> and I'd be like, hey, don't they offer this class in English? The man's <laughs> like, we are speaking English. And I'd be like, mm -mm, I don't know what. And this was like the third time I tried, you know. <laughs> and I, I finally said, I, I, I just, I can't. And a good friend of mine, he was the opposite. He had started as a music major and he was a ski bum skiing every afternoon and uh, uh, going to class in the morning. He thought those classes were fun. And he ended up being, he's probably one of the most preeminent surgeons in Los Angeles, uh, in the United States. He lives in Los Angeles, uh, cause he loved it. And he's, I, I saw that and I did not, 
I love the anatomy, physiology, the histology. I took all of that. I took extra classes. Um, um, that was just a joy for me, but organic chem killed me. So all, all along that way, I had been taking uh, graduate level history and political science classes for fun. <laughs> you know, most people take PE and art. I, I, that was just interesting to me. So I would take 500 level this, 600 level that. So I went to the counselor and he said, good Lord, if you take English or not English, uh, history 101 and, and uh, 102 and political science 101, 102, you, you could double major in history and political science. And so I did. And the scary, here's the funny part. The, I got A's in all those graduate level classes. I barely squeaked out a C in them 101, 102 <laughs> classes. Well, and, and after taking all those advanced ones, I can't, I, I still never heard it. So I tell you, young college freshman, sophomore, you take those uh, lower level classes, they're weed out courses. That is no joke. And I, I don't think they're really trying to weed you out. It's just, there's just a rote way. You're really not meant to think much in those. And, yeah. and you know, that's the problem. But anyway, so I took that and then I thought I graduated and uh, I'm looking around going, what in the world am I going to do? I, I, I'm not a school teacher. My mother, a wonderful school teacher, my wife, an incredible school teacher. Uh, you know, I'm surrounded by my uncle, everybody. They're great school teachers. And I'm like, I am not y'all. I cannot <laughs> teach him in a classroom is not my thing. So um, at the time, FBI was hiring big time. They loved me. But you had to have uh, either a, a, a CPA, you know, certified public accountant right. or uh, a, a, I can't remember if it was a year or two of, of law school. So um, I talked to the recruiter. They were all into me. I was like, well, I can survive a year of law school. You know, can't be that bad. I was again dumb, and so I uh, uh, I went in there, and uh, 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 it was funny. I got through that first year, and uh, again, uh, something I thought I'd hate. I kind of, I really did kind of fall in love with it. I was working, uh, doing research for one professor, and then I worked with the district attorney's office, and I was handling cases, and which was unheard of back then. But I. You know, I had a little chutzpah and I uh, studied evidence so I could do it my first year. Usually you have to wait till after your second year to do that. So uh, I love that. And so I did. I after after law school, I, I ended up graduating and um, I worked a little bit at the DA's office and didn't like some pol political things that went on there. <laughs> uh, went over to the court and uh, worked at the judicial uh, second judicial district court uh, here in Albuquerque for about six years. I did very a variety of things over there. Uh, at the end, I was working as a staff attorney uh, doing appellate work uh, from the Metro Court and those kinds of things, you know, on record appeals, it was called. And so I was writing opinions for the judges and all that stuff, and, and I enjoyed that. Um, and then I went on to um, work in the corporate world. I worked for a company called, uh, well, they're West Group or Westlaw. Uh, it's all the legal books that are published and all the information online. Uh, that's that company. Oh, and wow. so whenever you see them, them books behind a lawyer in his commercial, he ain't using them books no more, but they sure <laughs> look good. Uh, that was that company. And I was on the cutting edge of that, of teaching 
uh, uh, you know, judges and attorneys how to use the the electronic version because you could search so much faster. Oh, and wow. kind of became an expert in search and research. And then that led me back to where kind of where I started. Um, I started doing some investigative work because I was such a good researcher. Uh, when I left uh, West, I was there, I don't know, five, six years. Um, I did some PI work and bounty hunting and stuff like that. And then I started working for the federal government doing contract work. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was just before, uh, well, a couple of years. Yeah, what, two, three, yeah, a couple of years before 9-11. Um, and uh, I started that just part-time doing little, you know, Con short contract stuff, um, real active kind of things. And then over the next 15 years, I migrated through that and uh, um, I semi-retired, I guess, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> with contract, you don't get all those benefits and everything. So right. I did a lot of things, worked on the disaster response team, responded to Katrina and oh, wow. uh, just a variety of things. And so um you know, I did a lot of those things. And then that's, um, I have to say, Katrina kind of made me look at life differently. That was a very, very unique situation. And uh, I began to really question, what am I doing? You know, I, I was already coaching. Yeah, I'd coach Yaffle, we had Cougar and different. And it was Taylor Ranch Cougar Track Club back in the day. And that was just <laughs> You know what that was? We started that. There was two football coaches and we got one lady that we knew from college that uh, uh, ran track. And uh, we said, we got to keep these kids busy in the summer. And uh, <laughs> that was it. We had a whole bunch that weren't baseball players. So we we started to do that. And uh, wow, did that blow up, especially when uh, Shane Cleveland came on board. Um, right. We just wow. It just because we, we at first we were just sprinters and throwers, you know. Yeah. And um, uh, Shane Cleveland walked up to us, you know, after a couple of years and said, hey, you guys like to do long distance? We looked at him, heck no, we don't know nothing about that. <laughs> and he said, uh, uh, well, I do. I, I, I love what you guys are doing and how you're doing it. Um, I'd like to get involved with you guys. How do we do this? And so we, we just did it. And wow, that whole thing exploded. And so <laughs> by the time he you know, and I stepped out of it, because when I, like I said, when I was at Katrina, I, um, I came back with this sense of, I need to, you know, I spent a lot of time talking to my mother and she, she kept guiding me and saying, what would you do for nothing? If your family was taken care of and you could spend your time as you chose, what would you do? Yeah. And I said, well, I coach and work with these kids, but you can't make no living off of that. <laughs> and, uh, uh, she says, well, it's in there somewhere. Son. And so, uh, I came back and up my game, you know, I, uh, Started uh, coaching high school football and then a year or two after that track. And, um, you know, and so I would coach the high school football team, go inside, change the hat, come back out and coach Yaffle. I'd go coach the high school track, go inside, change my hat, come back <laughs> and do Cougar, you know. My wife thought I was insane. But the good <laughs> part about that was I started, I wanted to be, the best coach that I could become. So I started seeking out seminars and trainings and, and videos. And just, I just consumed massive amounts, got 
I, I, I can't even remember. At one time I had, I don't know, 25, 30 certifications from everything from Olympic weightlifting to uh, speed uh, and agility training to God, you, you name it. And so wow. I had all these certifications and um, I was just coaching and I was happy coaching. Um, and then what really changed is my mother's talking to me. And one day I'm at club track and one of my big old football players comes out and says, Hey, uh, coach Jenkins, can I talk to you for a little bit? I was like, yeah, what can I do for you? He says, um, um, I really think I could become a good defensive lineman in college. If I just got a little bit of help, I could make it. I'm not going to be big enough to be an offensive lineman, but I think I could be a defensive lineman. And I said, well, you know, you should go talk to the line coach that that's, you know, I don't have that expertise. And, uh, um, and that maybe the head coach, you know, and um, he says, I did. And he says, they laughed at me. And I thought, what? They let I said, maybe they didn't understand. He goes, no, they understood coach. They laughed at me. And I, man, I, I, you know, I told you, you know, about that guy who had challenged me in track, all them feelings came back. And I said, all right, baby, I'll help you. Uh, Randy was, he was incredible. And that kid worked so hard. Um, all I had was, you know, we do some things in the weight room. I was coaching at Volcano Vista at the time. And um, um, we had the weight room and the track and the grass and boy, we just worked and worked and he ultimately ended up earning a scholarship. And uh, it took us a few years. I mean, his first year, he worked for a whole year, shows up, and they, uh, they the coach didn't even look at it. They didn't look at any of the uh, walk-ons. They just stepped out the door and said, send everybody home. Wow. And Randy didn't even get phased. He shows up the next day with his cleats around his, over his shoulder like he always did. <laughs> and then I was like, dude, what happened? He goes, they, they told us to go home. And I looked at him and I thought, my God, how's this kid hurting? I, he's worked so hard. He had lost, oh my God, how much weight did he? He had lost 70 pounds too, because he was he was pretty heavy. And we had got him lean and mean and he looked and moved great. And uh, and that's a lot. You're talking 70 pounds yeah. and an athlete, you know. And he wasn't even, I mean, it, it didn't slow him down. He says, I guess I just have more work to do. <laughs> and I'm like, good Lord. So we worked again and then he made the team and then he was on the field and then he got a full ride, you know, um, that, that, that set the hook right there. <laughs> I never, never in my mind did I ever imagine being a trainer of any type. I didn't know there was such a thing. Um, I had studied some, you know, the, on the NFL level, um, and, and even met him and talked to him, uh, again, just trying to be a better coach. And uh, lo and behold, uh, he had showed me something. And by the time I got Randy his scholarship, I was training probably about 20 athletes at various fields and tracks around town um, and uh, track and football. And uh, I had realized the winters are cold here and the summers <laughs> are hot here. Yeah. And it was pretty rough to keep that going. And so I thought I, if I could somehow take a place and put it all under one roof where I could work with them on their weights, where I could work with them on their movement and combine right. it because that I'd already felt I discovered a secret that, 
you know, by combining the two makes it functional. You know, a lot of times we get too busy off and okay, let's just lift these heavy weights. You know, football does that all the time. Right. If you don't combine that with the movement that you need, uh, you're totally lost. And definitely when it comes to track. Um, and, and that's how this place was started. And so um, that's what I did. I got tired of the, you know, I call these college coaches about certain athletes of mine and they say, yeah, you got some good athletes here in New Mexico, but they just, you guys just don't develop them the same way, you know, the States around you, right. you know, Texas, Arizona, Colorado, they really develop their athletes. Well, I'm like, you know what? We got just as good athletes as anybody, you know, uh, if no, I'll, I'll find a way to develop them. And that's, that's what harder was. <laughs> that's, that's what that came from. And uh, over the years, we've trained just about every sport I can think of. And uh, the one that shocks me the most is, is yours. Do you know, <laughs> I never thought distance athletes would thrive like this with this program. I not, if you'd asked me before opening, no, not, no, I said, no, no, but um, I got challenged, you know, Hey, I had a mid distance athlete. That was my second son, you know, <laughs> and, uh, so, <laughs> and he said, dad, you know, I'd gotten my oldest through and he was uh, throwing in college. He's a javelin and he ended up throwing all the stuff, but, he was a thrower in college, and uh, that's what his scholarship for uh, was for. And number two is like, oh, you got to help me get my scholarship. So <laughs> I went over to Rio Rancho. I coached there a couple of years and helped him get his scholarship. And he was at the gym, and he's a mid-distance guy. He's an All-American uh, NAIA uh, uh, as in the 800. And so I'm like, well, okay. And, boy, I had to do – you talk about research because that <laughs> – Strength training and any kind of distance is not mainstream. Uh, right. It's getting more so nowadays. Uh, but gosh, what was that? Six? I think that's almost six years ago. Five, five years, five, six years ago. Anyway, uh, uh, it was a rarity. So I had to go to medical journals and stuff. <laughs> that's, where that, that's where all that biology stuff paid in. No one them brothers was talking about because they are not talking to the average person. So all that histology, uh, you know, <laughs> and everything was man. But uh, uh, I found some tidbits of some studies that were done and I used that. I really got comfortable with it. And then I formulated a, a pretty good plan for them. And but I, I still tell you, it shocks me. I mean, that's that's one of my largest group is is these distance guys. Right. And they asked me, coach, well, you don't know anything about it. And I'm like, no. That's your coach. That part's your coach. Don't, don't, no. Whatever your coach say, you know, I can strength train you. I can heal your body. I, you know, the hip imbalances and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'll rehab you, prehab you, whatever, and make you stronger without build, adding bulk. But uh, the run, mm -mm, I don't know nothing about. It. <laughs> well, that and that is that is such the hard part. And there's a lot of distance runners, even at the adult level who are scared yes. of getting into the weight room because, yes. oh, no, no, I, I don't want to get big. I don't want to do this. And yeah, and you are and, seeing, and, go ahead. Yeah, I think you're, you're right. I, I, I have to say it is a fine art. It is a fine art. And some kids are, their body wants the weight. Um, right. You have to be very careful. You can't just send that to anyone. Um, I won't say I'm the only one. That's by far, far from the truth. But 
um, it, it, I've had some, some athletes that really challenged me, you know, but the two biggest were the really kind of the foundation of my distance program, but, um, you know, uh, Jericho Cleveland, uh, my son, Jacob Jenkins, and then, uh, uh, even Dakota was the beginning, Dakota Cleveland, uh, was the beginning of some of that because coach Cleveland and I had coached together so long. He's like, they, I feel like they need more strength. Can you do this? And uh, I'm like, yeah, I can. And he's nervous. He's nervous about it. <laughs> and Jericho, for example, he, you, you train him wrong two weeks, that kid would put on 10, 15 pounds of weight in two weeks. It was wow. incredible. So um, it really was a fine line. Um, and so, um, but I'm glad they challenged me. Um, that took me a whole new path, you know, um, um, it was, uh, I had to just monitor them and watch them. We'd work up different sets and things, and then really get to know how running those distances. I mean, you guys had these athletes running some incredible distances. I mean, <laughs> you know, some schools around 30, 40, and they think, Ooh, that's heavy. Yeah, I've seen some coaches take them up over a hundred and definitely for my college athletes, uh, yeah. they're up over a hundred miles. And so, uh, and, um, I just realized that, um, you just had to really be careful in how you implement it and then know what the, the injury side is the biggie. Uh, right. I think, um, you know, it's not so, I mean, yeah, part of it is about strength. Part of a big part of it is about, um, you know, um, how much um, uh, um, weight they have versus their strength. But the big part of that is what are you going to do as far as uh, not, uh, 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 you know, serve that, pre, you know, pre, you know, deal with their pre-injury kind of stuff. Right. And then, um, um, you know, post-injury. And then, of course, make them strong as you go along. And, uh you know, it's, it's kind of a balancing act and you can't get too far from the prehab rehab. Um, right. but I, 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 I really believe when you're in those higher mileage programs, for sure, you need that strength training just for your body to take the pounding. Right. And, um, man, does that make a big difference? Um, I, I've seen them withstand so much more. And then if you're keeping your eye out for those areas that are easily to get imbalances, because, you know, uh, uh, running that much, you go forward, everything's forward, forward, forward. Yep. It doesn't lend a lot to the uh, posterior chain development. And so, you know, the hamstring, the glutes, the under glutes or deep six, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> uh, all those. And I, I just say hips generically. I'm not right. into, yeah, I know all those fancy biological terms <laughs> and stuff. Uh, why? Why bother? Unless I'm talking to a doctor or something, nobody understands that. So I don't talk right. that. So I just call it the hips. But, you know, you're starting to deal with, you know, gluteus medius, minimus, all that stuff. And 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 it, it takes a lot of athletes out of the sport. And yeah. you really, really have to watch. And they don't even know it's the hips. It manifests itself in knees and ankles and shins and and all kinds of things. And and I'm just slow. And, you know, uh, it all goes back to the hips. And I think, um, you know, uh, you've got to deal with those. And that that I spend half my time doing that and the other half 
just kind of bolstering and things that help their posture and their turnover and those kinds of things. So, wow, yeah. that was a long answer to a short question. I apologize. <laughs> no, that's that's good, and it's and it's it's for me. I love hearing it because you know you're right. Like it has come a long way, and there's a lot more talk about it, and there's a lot more of the elites talking, especially in that the the mid distance and then up to even to the marathon of the things that they're doing. And mm-hmm. a lot of that, like, you know, single leg work because you're putting so much pressure on one leg and yeah, it's a short amount of time, but over that five yeah. to 26 to 30, you know, however many miles you're doing in a run to, you know, 30 to 50 to a hundred miles in a week, like it yes. builds up, you know, you're, you're getting that constant pounding and, like you said, it's going to manifest another place. Oh, my foot hurts. Yes. How are you landing? What's, what's your positioning? You know, all of that stuff and all, you know, it's, that's exactly it. it, It's all, like you said, it's just the, the way that it's talked about now is, um, you know, you can get a lot more information (laughs) and a lot more, but but there's so many different people telling, well, do this one. No, do this one. No, that's not going to help you this, you know? So having someone that the kids can go to, and be like, and, and like you said, I mean, there's other people out there as well, but you know, having, yeah. you know, it's easy to look things up, but at, at that time, like, like now there's so many different ways to look at it. So having yeah. someone you can go to that has a program that can be like, okay, well, this is, this is where we start out and let's see what works for you. Mm-hmm. It, it can be so beneficial. Yes. And, and, and I mean, and that's, you know, the beauty and the bane of the Internet and all this stuff is, right. yeah, it, it's out there. But you have to know so much to even realize what's good that's out there and what's not so good out there. Right. Um, and 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 then you have to have some experience maybe outside of yourself to know what is uh, uh, possible to be done, you know, on you and what what you need and have dealt with those things. And it's hard. Because, uh, yeah, it's out there and you can find it. But, God, it's overwhelming. Right. Um, you know, and you and, and if you just don't know enough, you cannot tell what's real, what's really good for you, um, which, you know, and that and that's the other part of it is, too, is, OK, this is great for you, but it's probably not great for the person next to you. They need something a little bit different. Right. And and you need to have that experience and, and knowledge to know, OK, this is good for this person and this person, but not this other one. And, you know, when you come in here and you look at my board and I write about, I don't know, somewhere between 75 and 100 uh, workouts a week. And, wow. uh, you know, you know, some people look in. I remember I was with a business advisor. He says, you cannot make money if you're writing all these workouts. <laughs> and uh, I, I was like, yeah, but they, they need they need different. They need custom work. I can't just throw them in there because this child has this going on injury wise. And this person over here needs this because they need to develop that. And they've got an imbalance over here. And and, and so it, it is it's uh, uh, it's crazy. So, yeah, it, it's 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 quite a challenge to kind of self-medicate yourself uh, uh, with the strength <laughs> like that. Um, you know, there's some things that you can, you can do and not, you know, some bad things and that anybody, everybody should probably be doing. Um, but man, you step beyond that and it's a whole nother world. It really right. is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I feel like I could talk to you for ages now, just on this part. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for the sake of time, <laughs> yes, we're yes, gonna leave. Yes. We're gonna leave that on there. But I, you know, I want to give you a second. You you you've been able to kind of talk about your own kids for a minute. You talked about your family, you know. But I know these coach these kids you coach are are, you know, some of them become like a family too. And so I'm gonna give you a second, you know, because you've had some like you talked. You had some kids get some some help them get scholarships and that you know you yeah. worked with some pretty amazing kids over uh over the past several years and including a couple from sandia that are you know it's yeah. um they talk about that for a second just being able to touch uh, those lives yeah. well boy you just tapping right into the heart aren't you <laughs> um yeah yeah they there's yeah, I call them my kind. That's sad. These people are in their 30s and stuff now and 20s, 30s and whatnot. Heck, I got some. But they are. They're like my kids. They are. Um, and yeah, um, gosh, some incredible uh, ones from, you know, heck, your school alone, Sandia, you know, I mean, how can you even talk about track without talking about Adriana Tatum? Yeah. Um, man, she was in here uh, last night. She comes she comes in still, even though she's at Arizona State and went to nationals and all that. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, happened to run in. She, and here, here's the measure of that young lady. Um, she runs in the fastest heat that's ever been run in Oregon. And <laughs> ever, the fastest rate. Woman runs, what does she run? A 2203 or something like yeah. that? Uh, and she's in that heat. And she she thinks she's terrible, right? You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm over there yelling at her. Here she is, one of the preeminent sprinters ever to leave this state, and and uh, I'm sitting here fussing at her. You got to know you're good. You can't wait for your coach to tell you good. You're good. I know you because you you you're gonna keep working. That's who yeah. you are, and she does. She comes in, she crawls out, and she's been <laughs> doing that for what five years. She came to me as a freshman, you know uh yeah so that one is huge uh you got another one i'm in uh anticipating she got injured at the end of uh uh, uh last season sprinter wise uh, francesca federici yeah. uh, she uh she's heading off and uh uh she's you know i've helped her rehab and she's running again she's looking real good uh um uh, and so, you know, she hadn't tripped over that person in that meet. Oh, my Lord. Uh, yeah. Uh, she, was, she was slated to win state uh, in the 400, no doubt. She was yes, dropping she was. 49s in indoor track. So she, yep. she was just about it. We were gearing her and her and you guys, your staff over there at Sandia. Uh, we were getting ready to go off with that child. I, I'm, boy, it, oof. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, we talk, she and I talk about that uh, all the time is that, you know, okay, well, this is just part of your path. You know, you, you miss that, but you better go off in college. So let's get it done, you know? And so I'm excited for her. We go back, we've dealt with jumpers and distance and God, we, you know, I mean, it just, it has been a variety uh, at Sandia. Um, you know, because I was at Volcano, I have tons of athletes that still hold records, be it Ali, Alejandro uh, Goldston, uh, uh, Abram Schapp, and, and God, it just goes on. I, there's so many athletes, male and female, Lauren Green, uh, you know, went off to Nevada 
Yep. You know, um, gosh, she was boy. She she's the closest one to break that 400 record uh, in anyone. I don't know. I think she was a tenth off or whatever, uh, and running by herself. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just great, great athletes. You know, and I and and I've been blessed to be there, Rio, coaching and training. I've trained athletes from just about every school. Um, I tell you, I've, I'm. I it's neat to see. Uh, when I, I love state track in New Mexico, it's, yeah. it's it 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 probably is my favorite uh, championship kind of event uh, because it's just the grandeur of it. I'm so glad we got able to get back to it. We're four and five a together, and all the kids together, and everybody yeah. the tents. I love I love the whole thing. Uh, um, and but yeah, there there are some incredible athletes. Um, you know, there were great ones at Rio. And then now I'm looking, I'm at Hope uh, Christian and it's, it's a tiny school, you know, <laughs> uh, there are 400 kids in that whole high school. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we are competing at 4A and I can, I'm not complaining. We asked for it that we're supposed to be, we're barely 3A, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, uh, Coach Cleveland, I don't know if you know or not, but he retired uh, at the end of this season. Oh, I um, didn't know that. No, okay, yeah. You probably need to chat with him a little about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so, uh, yeah, that's very recent. So they're hot off the presses. I gave it to you. And uh, <laughs> since he announced it, I can I can do that. But yeah, so uh, but we've coached together because we coached at Volcano. I started at Volcano and then I brought him on board uh, there for distance. And then uh, he ultimately took the head spot because I'm, I'm not a head coach. I know what I'm good at. I'm an assistant coach. <laughs> and so uh, I stayed assistant. He took the head coach. And then I went over to Rio to help my boy uh, at Rio and coached over there with Sal. That's another great uh, distance coach, you know. Yeah. And heck, if he entertained uh coming over there with you guys but man i think i'm near my retirement time um, but uh as, you know dominic he has he has let you know he is put he he put my feet in the fire a few times anyway, well, so, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so but then uh when we decided to move our youngest son over here to hope christian uh you know because we just enrolled him there as a freshman. And it was yeah. amazing that coach Cleveland was coming back over there at the same time. And we ended up back together again. Uh, just a, a great experience. And, you know, those little kids, I mean, like I said, 400, it's a little school. And so everybody does all kinds of sports and, you know, you got to wait for the basketball players to finish up and this and that. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, man, it, it, I love it because it's more like the roots of coaching, you know, and uh, heck, we've, we've made some pretty good uh, young folks over there. You know, Megan Rodriguez is off to college at Eastern and she'll be running over there. And Josh Pacecki, he, he was another one. There's just, I mean, it's, I don't know. I can talk about athletes all day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we put out um, a few years back, we started tracking how many kids, what our percentages were. And it was amazing. We were, we pumped out, we're pushing, we push at 93% of our athletes that want to go on to college, go on to college and, and do their sport. Wow. And, uh, um, you know, uh, that, that, that says it all, 
So, man, I, yeah, I can talk about all kinds of kids, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know where to stop and where to end, whatever on that one. Uh, we just, you know, uh, but that's the joy right there. That's yeah. the joy. Working with them, they come to you with that dream, that fire in their eyes, like we talked about. And uh, you help them, you guide them, you work them through this tough stuff, help them get recruited, uh, find the hopefully the right fit school and uh, let them go off and live that next level of their dream. Uh, man, how do you put a price tag on that? You know, coach, that is a great sentiment. And that is, I think, a perfect place to kind of wrap up because I think that just encapsulates everything that you're about, everything that you're doing. So I have one last question. Uh, I usually give give everybody a warning before this one, but I got that with you. <laughs> and that is, I like to switch it up. So, you know, what are you listening to to get you ready to get into the gym, to help out these kids, to get yourself motivated? Maybe if you're getting out of workout, what are you listening to? Um, you know, I, there's no one song. I, I listen to everything with these kids. <laughs> they might be country on there. No, it's rap right now. It's going on in the gym, but uh, um, everything music wise. But I do I do tend to favor snippets. Uh, and you see a lot of that on YouTube and and, and uh, uh, what's the other one? TikTok. I try and oh, yeah. you know, keep positive. You can get a lot of negative stuff. But, um, they, uh, you know. I've always loved watching athletes excel. Yeah. And uh, there's always a painful, hard road that they've endured. And that typically embodies their little clips. So they introduced me to lots of new music uh, with clips, be it my own kids and others uh, out there. They're out there, you know, you know, the grind never stops, all that stuff. Right. That gets me fired <laughs> up. That stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit of a cornball, you know, yeah, Rocky gets me fired up because I, I relate to struggling and fighting for something, you know, yeah. and, uh, and, and, and there's little videos. Those are the kinds of things that fire me up. And, and believe it or not, some of it's the great feats that they do, but more often it's their eyes before they do whatever they're going to do. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you, you. Man, you want to see where the, the soul is going on, what's going on down there? Look in the eyes. And, man, you will see a fire in there. And, man, that's universal. There's no language barrier. There's no generational gap. Uh, yeah. The eyes, man, that fire. When you see that fire and you see that fire in your eyes, it's done. You go on and do what you got to do. You know? So that's what fires me up. I, coach, you I just did 14 miles this morning. You got me ready to go run some more. <laughs> you got me, got me excited. <laughs> this, this is this has been great. Like I said, I think we can. I I there's I got questions already popping into my head and and this and that. But yeah. I want to respect your time. You you've got kids there. I know you want to get out there and 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 get back to work too. So thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Let's do it again sometime if you'll have me. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll put a link to the Ardor uh, webpage in, in the show notes for people to check okay. it out. Uh, awesome. that's, you can find the number, you can find contact, all of that stuff where it's located if you want to check it out, which I highly recommend. Will do. Is, is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? 
No, thank you for this opportunity. I, I'm sorry it took us so long. I've just got too many irons and too many fires, but thank you. I, I, I love talking about my kids and all this stuff and sports, man. It, whew, I love what you do. So thank you for that. I appreciate you. So that's my last comment. I'd once again like to thank my guest for their time and thank you for tuning in. If you have the opportunity, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or just help spread the word. Music was provided by Philip Friedman. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJ Teach. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at RunningNM. Feel free to drop me a line or shoot me an email at RunningNewMexico at gmail.com if you have any questions or know of someone who should be interviewed. In the meantime, keep running, New Mexico.